0: This episode of Cognitive Dissonance is brought to you by our patrons. You fucking rock.
1: Hi guys, my name is Gretchen. I'm from Minneapolis, Minnesota. And I have to say, I really like this whole position on gay rights you tend to take on your show. Because not only am I gay, I'm also married. And trust me, it's weird to know that when we go into a state that don't recognize our marriage, if something bad happens... Well, I don't really know what would happen.
2: Hey guys, um, I just called a rant. That's, that's basically it. That's, that's the sole purpose of why I'm calling you. Just listening to Michelle Bachman and fucking Huckabee and fucking Palin. It's always the same fucking thing. Like, every time you hear them talk, our nation's in trouble. Everything's going bad. It's like, goddammit, I just want one of them. One of them to be like, you know what? Our nation's not doing bad, you know, like, there are, like, other countries out there where people are going to die today because they don't have the thing called food, you know, I'm going to keep this trend going. Hey, Tom and Cecil, this is John from Willamette, Connecticut, and I just want to let you guys know that you guys are just the, literally the virtually the
3: best podcast on podcast radio. Glory hole. Recording from Glory Hole Studios in Chicago, this is Cognitive Dissonance. Every episode we blast anyone who gets in our way, we bring critical thinking, skepticism, and irreverence to any topic that makes the news, makes it big, or makes us mad. It's skeptical, it's political, and there is no welcome at. This is episode 205, and this is another
2: live episode. I don't know, man. I'm fucking dead tired after putting this goddamn place together.
3: Yeah, well, you know, fucking snap to it. It took you five hours. Jesus Christ. Next time, you know, you drive out here and spend five hours working on my house, maybe you could work a
2: little quicker. The whole time I had to move your large girth around this entire room. (laughs) Next time, do what everybody else does and strap me into a furniture dolly. (laughs) Well, no one else was going to move your girth.
3: So (laughs) That rascal scooter runs out of power
2: faster than you think. And then you have that thing that that you have to sit in and go up the stairs. Right, the, so. g-
3: the the uh, the gremlins catapult, yeah. that's what yeah, that's, right,
2: right. I'm always reminded of. The gremlin's <laughs> It's like a gremlin's trebuchet. It shoots you, it right, shoots out, you right out, it, out shoots you right out the upper thing. window. That I think that was a really unrealistic scene from that movie. <laughs> Yeah, really.
3: It broke the It really broke the fourth wall for me. I was I not know. able to get past I, I that I initially
2: one. thought. I was like, yeah. man, this is a really... No. It's like I also spend a lot of disbelief. I will believe in small mystical creatures, <laughs> but I will not believe that one of those things has enough power you to know, throw you out a window.
3: While we're talking about that. Okay. Small mystical so you, creatures? Yes. You can't okay. feed them
2: after midnight, right? right. Yeah. So
3: when can... It's always after midnight. <laughs> when does that start over? It's literally always after midnight. It's after a midnight. Right. Yeah, That's what after, I mean. It's, it's after like, midnight right now. So it's like, it's one in the morning. Is it after midnight? I don't know the
2: answer to that question. And, and even if it was 1159, it's still after right. midnight. Right. What is it not after midnight? Like, the, it's a clock. It goes in a circle. I think it's because they were from a foreign country. That translation on the instructions was it didn't just... Work. It's like one of those things where, where you read the instructions and it's like, insert stick into... <laughs> and it's just this ran. You're like, there's no stick. Like, it's what just, are you talking about? The directions are in English. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, oh, man. <laughs> I don't know. After midnight? What does that even mean? <laughs> I don't think... That's yeah. what you
3: think it means. It
2: totally. You're right. It totally shouldn't have been after.
3: And then, like, if it if it like restarts, maybe it like sun up or sure. something. Yeah, yeah. Then you could just like take them to Canada. Yeah, why would and how would like, they
2: know? Right? How would they know? It's like oh, well, come on, my biological clock is ticking here. <laughs> I know what I'm supposed to get fed. And they're all little pricks because they all want to eat after midnight. Right? They all want to transform and metamorphosize into that awful fucking thing that and they, they know is coming. And they know they're like, yeah, I want to be a fucking crazy, creepy, creepy crawly thing that's going to really be a total prick, much ba- much worse than the initial one. Right. Well, you yeah. know why, though? I don't.
3: The the reason why is because they are the only creature that looks like a mammal but reproduces asexually, right? They reproduce with water, and yeah. then just... So they're little animals don't ever get to have sex and can't have a fucking midnight snack. <laughs> I'm
2: super angry. Why
3: wouldn't you be furious? I'd be furious all the time if somebody was like, no eating and no
2: fucking. I'd be like, mm, I'm gonna fucking wreck your house. <laughs> You've left me only the third option. Yeah, because in my, I am programmed for food, <laughs> fighting, and fucking. Right. And if you take away those two things, <laughs> all I have this? is fighting. You literally have no other. Yeah. Like, uh, look, I was
3: ready to do the food or the fucking. Yeah. <laughs> but you programmed me for fighting.
2: You asshole.
3: This, you 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 have only yourself to blame when grandma gets trebuchet out the window.
2: (laughs) Did it make a boing sound effect? Because it would be awesome if if it made a boing sound effect and then on the way down she made an awooga sound. (laughs) I do believe
3: that atheists are parasites in the sense they're benefiting from everything that religious culture is built in America, but they're doing nothing to add energy into the system. So this story comes from the Friendly Atheist blog. pastor creates a fake world renowned atheist to rail against and imagine him imagines him abandoning his godless faith um, uh, Pastor Bo Pornstash Wagner
2: down here. Oh, he totally does have a porn stash. Look at that. He also, his eyes are near the middle of his face. Yeah, well, at least they're like very intense eyes. Well, it's like, it's, I mean, look at his eyes. They're in the middle of his head. The rest of it is all forehead. It's, yeah. Well, if I
3: had fucking like a three year old cut my hair, like this guy <laughs> has clearly had. <laughs> look at that. Seriously, look at look at that. It's like, it's like
2: mom had a bowl and a <laughs> pair of dull, <laughs> shitty scissors. He went in, he went into haircuts from the blind, <laughs> right? And like had them lay hands on his hair, you feel your hair. It's, a, it's a Helen Keller cuttery. <laughs> oh no! Oh no! Is- How do you tell him what you want? <laughs> I have to figure out how to let them (laughs) out. Who gave her scissors? Of all the things, it's like it's like somebody cut his hair with a pair of rusty garden shears. Look at that. Oh, they like stuck his face into a wood chip. <laughs> like, no, it'll be fine. That's it'll be clearly, fine. but the best part is too
3: that uh, that's like a headshot. Like, that's like, yeah, it's like, it's like somebody like attacked his head <laughs> with like a feral rabbit and used that
2: to shape his head. They and paid, then he's like, all right, I'm ready for my pictures. They paid like a cow to chew part of his <laughs> fucking hair off. <laughs> And this is criticism coming from a man who gets
3: his hair cut over the sink with a fucking pair of clippers set on one. <laughs> I'm so lazy I just cut it all off. Like it's yeah. like, oh I got hair again. Yeah.
2: It's the nuclear option or nothing. Yours is straight though, admittedly. <laughs> I've committed to one length. Yeah, he's got stares in his hair.
3: <clears throat> he's, he's he's and stars in
2: his eyes. That's so. <laughs> he's, and a porn in his stash. <laughs> And so what did he do? We've been talking about his looks Ugh.
3: forever. Well, he created this uh, world-renowned atheist uh, All right. so, that, so that he could argue against them. Right. It turns out when you invent the arguments that nobody is using, right. it's really easy to knock them down. Huh. But his arguments are fucking...
2: Crazy. Well, yeah. I mean, they're total straw man arguments, but not only that, they're really weak straw right. <laughs> Like, it couldn't even hold anything up. It's like a flaming pile of straw. Like, oh. it has no
3: integrity whatsoever. It's awful. So let's, let's read. This is some of the things that, uh, these are some of the pieces that the created atheist in this case was supposed to have said so that he could knock this down. So okay. we'll go through some of the pieces. This is supposed to be coming from the atheist, Right. My religion was precious to me, he said, as much or more more so than any Christian or Muslim or Jew. Faith in the absence of God always brought great comfort to my heart. Faith in the theory of evolution did too. Wow. Man, that's fucking hard hitting. What
2: does it even mean, faith in the theory of evolution?
3: Well, it's, it's not understanding faith or theory or evolution. So I think in that sentence, he understands in and the
2: faith in the absence of God, of God in the absence of God always brought great comfort to my heart. How would that work? I don't even know what that means. Yeah.
3: So, I mean, this is I, I think he's like trying to do that, that suggestion that, you know, that that uh, I don't have enough faith to be an atheist sort of, you know, yeah. William Lane Craig kind of bullshit. <laughs> the best part is it's like I'm he's creating this. He's creating this worldview to argue against, but it's a worldview that nobody shares. Right. You know, so it's like, yeah, well, you know, just like atheists have faith in, you know, the absence of God. It doesn't even make any sure. sense. It's like saying atheists worship. They don't. Well, and he says that later on. He yeah. says, um, he says, I wanted to keep believing. I really did. But faith just became so hard for me. Every time I turned around, the science was changing. First, the universe was 20 million years old, then a billion, then four billion, then 16 billion, then twenty. And it finally dawned on me that people just threw figures around without any evidence, and that hurt me. I really did have lots of faith in my favorite scientists, my gods, I guess you would call them. Well, nobody would, nobody's calling scientists gods, first of all. But he says later, he didn't go down that easily. I worshipped very hard. I suppose I really was just trying to convince myself. I always attended lectures on atheism, even when I would rather have been on
2: the lake fishing. When he says... First, the universe was 20 million years old, and then blah, 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 blah. And he talks about how it being 20 billion. Nobody thinks it's 20 billion, by the way. I don't know anybody who says it's 20 billion. It's, they say it's like 13 point something is where they've sort of narrowed it down. But the idea that you're going to say, oh, well, <coughs> this science was not self correcting. Well, wh- well, what the fuck? Like, yeah. why, is that a, why is that a downside to science? When somebody, people suddenly think, and, and this is something I've run into recently uh, uh, over a lot of different things, but people think that if a scientist or somebody who, is, who has some sort of scientific theory doesn't know, doesn't know something that that's a fault, right. that, that that's a bad thing. Right. To say, oh, well, scientists don't know about this thing. Well, just because they don't know about one thing doesn't mean they don't know about other things. That's, yeah. that's removing, that's, that's removing the, the chance that they could know about other things, which is silly. But then the very idea that because they find out other information, they don't change what they think. I, I mean, why would, why would you want a system that is so dogmatic right. that the moment it hears other information, it rejects it?
3: Well, and that's, that's the criticism here, right? Like, he's basically saying, like, science isn't dogmatic enough. Yeah. Well, okay. Good. Um, that's, that's the heart of scientific that's literacy, the right? That's fucking bonus. Like, that's what you're trying to get to. Like, it would be science would be problematic if it said, well, the world is 20 million years old and then got new evidence and was just like, well, we already said... 20 million, so we're going to kind of have to stick to our guns on that. Like, that would be a big problem. Yeah. I think it's great when science is like, yeah, it turns out we've got new evidence and that new evidence yields new conclusions. Right. So he goes on and he says, I gave my offerings regularly, and then in quotations, to donations, to liberal causes. So that's the atheist. But that that assumes that all atheists are liberal. That's not true. And that's just not that's yeah. just not even the case. Um, And he says, I even prayed, and this is amazing, this is the most amazing piece of this fucking made-up straw man bullshit. He says, I even prayed, when queried about whom he would have prayed to, O'Hare got a bit sheepish. To me, he whispered, explaining that since he had believed there was no God, that made him and any other human the final authority, and thus a God himself. I have to admit, it is a bit awkward at first, but after a while you just learn to refer to yourself in the second person as you pray. And after a while... You can really get into it. <laughs> do Nobody you?
2: does that. I refer to myself in the second person all the time. I
3: don't actually understand how I would refer to myself in the second person.
2: I. How do you do it? How
3: would I refer? Because isn't it a you? Aren't you saying yeah, you? That's the thing. It's, it's so you tell yourself you're such a good person. <laughs> yeah. I, I don't, I don't, I don't think I. How would I pray to a you? You go, tiger. How would I? How would I do that? So I would, I would get down on my knees and I would say, "You." <laughs> I really would like you to do something for me.
2: No, for you, for I, for, for us. us, for for th- this. them. Yes, for, you have to use all the pronouns when you pray. You, just, <laughs> you check them off a wall, and if you go yeah. through all of them, then you've prayed correctly. Wouldn't it be easier just to skip and go right to the third person? <laughs> like, <laughs> it seems-
3: Seems way easier. You know what actually uh, make more sense? is just not to pray at all because no fucking atheist
2: prays to themselves. That's retarded. Uh, what a weird thing to say. I think, you know, I think he's saying is... Even if there was an atheist who did sort of think about something like that, I what I think they would do is maybe they meditate or maybe they they center themselves or they, they figure something out. I I know that I, I tell myself all the time that I can do something, whether it's oh, physical, sure. you talk, you, to you talk to yourself yeah. all the time. But I ain't praying to myself. I no, think they no. don't understand the, reason, the, the the idea of praying. They think praying is talking to God and being like, hey, God. How you doing? I'm doing fine. I'm going to cook up some chili tomorrow. We're going to have a Super Bowl party. No, instead, what they think is talking, but praying right. has a connotation of worship that they don't understand. Is it Maybe it sort of fell out of their ideas, because I know when I used to pray, when I was a, a Christian, mm-hmm. I used to pray and talk. I, wouldn't, I don't know that I ever had a lot of deference I don't know that I would say, "Oh great and merciful God, who could smite me with one but- <laughs> one tiny thought. Right. I wish for a tiny bowl of gruel. Could right. you please provide my malnourished body?" I never, you know, I never sure. said. Right. What I would say is, "God, I really hope I get this job. Can you help me get this job?" But I wouldn't be like and i always treated God like a genie too, by the way. Well, remember, that's yeah. what that's what yeah. praying is for, yeah. right? Because God, it's God as a genie. Yeah. Cuz God clearly already
3: would know being Omniscient, omniscient, right? He yeah. would know what you want. Yeah. So you just have to fucking tell him to appease his ego. Right. Like that's all that it is. It's just begging. It's it's celestial begging. I think that the point here is that, um, I think what he's saying is that if you're an atheist, you're putting yourself in the god position. You're putting yourself in the position of ultimate authority. Sure. And
2: That, that argument bullshit. is so boring. That's bullshit too. Right. Because people still, it, when you're an atheist, it's not like I just immediately am an anarchist.
3: Right. And yeah. it's not like I believe that I have ultimate authority i recognize the authority of other people i sure. recognize the authority of governing bodies i recognize sure. the authority of uh you know power dynamics yeah. and relationships i don't yeah. just walk around like i am the ultimate authority i get to do whatever i
2: want I fucking i'll walk out in the traffic cars can't even hit me like yeah nobody does that like, I yeah i i think when it comes down to this guy it really feels like if this is your fantasy you're a lame, lame person who right. can't think of better fantasy. Because I can think of a lot of better fantasies in right? this than beating up on somebody in a in a bad argument.
3: All I need to do is watch the Katy Perry <laughs> halftime show, and I can think of so many fantasies. I don't need to watch the whole thing. Right. i are mean, very short yeah, fantasies. I mean, it, gonna... <laughs> yeah.
2: I guess I could think up multiple ones during, but yeah. they don't call it a halftime
3: show for nothing. Because I don't need it all the time <laughs> Not all the time. <laughs> Abortions for all. Very well. No abortions for anyone. Hmm. Abortions for some. Miniature American flags for others. Yeah! This story also comes from the Friendly Atheist blog. GOP Congresswoman doesn't support anti-abortion bill, so conservative writer wonders if she's worthy of life. Um, it turns out that you can be not Republican enough. as. To, to to play along with others, as it is in this
2: case. I can't believe someone would say that. It's so funny that someone would say out loud. And and I'm going to read directly here. It says, "Is Representative Renee Elmer's worthy of life? No, really. I see no reason why I shouldn't. Ex- I shouldn't expect an answer." Elmer's and others who conspired against the bill to restrict abortions after 20 weeks of pregnancy had a 60% public support should come out and justify her existence. Tell me why you are worthy of life. You have been – the worthy of the life you have been given, Representative. Wait, I don't even understand the idea of being pro-life for – it, clearly, the the it's not like everybody's getting a telegram from the <laughs> fetus inside the, right. the mother. I were I actually am worthy of life. Uh, here's why. Stop. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that 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 stop. But you have you you have this person who's is experiencing so much cognitive dissonance that they're willing to say you have to justify your own existence because you are. Uh, and it's not even like she's out there with a coat hanger and a flashlight, right. you know, <laughs> Oh no, <laughs> she's out there just trying to make sure that women don't give have to give force to give birth. And then she's only fighting, I think, the rape and incest. Thing yeah, that's too. the thing, too, is like, she is even, a yeah. aggressively pro-life. Yeah. She's just saying rape and incest. People are so fucking against this that they're willing to fight against even that. Right. Yeah. Crazy talk.
3: Crazy, man. It's nuts. Like, th- this idea that you have to be worthy of life is so aggressively not pro-life. I know. Right? Like, that's a stance. And I think that's the point she's making, right, is saying, like, hey, you know, if if you're saying that some lives are less worthy, then you tell me why your life is worthy. I think that that's kind of the the comparison. Maybe sure. I'm trying to give her the benefit of the doubt no, and say yeah, that that's yeah, kind of the comparison yeah, yeah. she's trying to make. But, it, you know, she misunderstands the whole abortion um Uh, the other side of the abortion argument. So, again, it's a straw man, right? Because it's not that people are saying that uh, or anybody is suggesting that some lives are worth more than others. We're saying that life has a point where it is human and when it is not yet fully human. Yeah. And that's the distinction. It's not just that there's nobody drawing the distinction on the pro-choice side of the argument between a life that is worthy versus a life that is unworthy. Right. The distinction is between human and not yet human. You know, that's the that's the distinction I think that's being drawn. Nobody's going to suggest that like some lives are – well, nobody's going to say out loud at least – that some lives are sure. more worthy than others. Certainly there's probably arguments being made about that. But this is just so uh, fucking wild
2: and so aggressive. Don't you think that the pro-life uh, arguments though – when you talk about pro-life arguments – one of the things that I think is very common is that the pro-life people always have these uh, weird sort of straw men that they like to throw out. Mm-hmm. They like to, it's, it's like the people who, who get down on welfare. There's an idea of a welfare candidate out there that they that the people who hate welfare hate. Yeah. He's a lazy or she's a lazy person. It's most likely women, right? Yeah, they, they, it's a minority yeah. woman who shits out kids to get welfare. That's the person That's the, who you who you see. It's a welfare right. queen. Right. Someone who is driving around in an escalade with seven hundred kids hanging out the back <laughs> and is uh and is just walks up with a fatty roll of food stamps, just right. starts flipping through it yeah. like Bank and then pays for everything with it, etc. Yeah. That's the person that they want to demonize. This myth. Yeah. It's a myth person. It's a mythical person, and even if even if it exists in one or two, they they, they extend it to everyone, right? Yep. So it's not right. just one person who's like that. It's everyone who's on this this welfare is like that. Or we need to stop it because it's rampant. The same thing applies here, I think, when you talk about the people who are getting abortions. When you envision the idea of the person who's getting abortion, you think, oh, it's just some. Uh, some teenage slut who went down to Tijuana for the weekend and wants to clean out her uterus, you know, it's somebody walks in it, uh, you know, you have a right, home abortion right. vacuum. You right. just walk into the shower and after you're done showering, you just stick something up your vagina and suck out anything that's in there. And, and the idea is, is that it's, it's, you're just throwing this away. It's a, it's a careless decision right. and it doesn't matter. And, uh, and while it doesn't, I don't think it does matter to, to lots of women thinking about abortion as birth control is silly because many women don't use it that way. It's, right. it's, it's a, fail safe. It's not something that you immediately think, "Oh, well, I just won't use any kind of birth control whatsoever and if I get pregnant, I'll just suck the baby out with this straw." Right. I'll just what I,
3: nobody is nobody is intentionally using abortion as a as a form of birth control. It's a far too expen- expensive yeah. and dangerous. You know, I'm like it's just there's better options yeah nobody would be like oh knowing all of my my birth control options i'll yeah. choose abortion as the as the preferred method i don't That's think you myth. can get a That's... free abortion
2: <laughs> i right? don't think they're it... hundreds and hundreds yeah. of dollars yeah and it's much cheaper to buy the pill and the right. pill is very cheap at planned parenthood so. condoms i yeah. mean it's like this is condoms are free most places yes it's it's crazy
3: so nobody is but yeah you're right it's it, it's easier for them to argue Against um, propositions that nobody is making. Yeah. Right. It's just like the last article we just covered. It's really easy to argue against an atheist if you don't cover the atheist arguments. You know, if you cover invented arguments sure. or invented people. Sure. Um, it's way easier. That's why a straw man is a great yeah. um, rhetorical tool, but a terrible logical yeah. tool. Right. Because it's a fallacy. It doesn't yeah. work. It's just that you have to be able to
2: spot it and point it out. The thing about an abortion straw man though is it's posable because of the coat hangers in his <laughs> arm.
0: <You> can...
2: <laughs> oh, it's, shit. Like, it's like a gumby. All
3: right. You can just move it wherever you want. Only only problem is is they have a very short shelf life. <laughs> <laughs> that's a toy you don't put in the toy box and take out next week. No, it turns out that's yeah. bad.
2: Aloha, Aloha, Aloha.
3: So this story comes from the BBC News. Uh, Saudi men call for no girls on Twitter in an an impressive display of their knowledge, their their vast uh, prowess with social media. Saudi men um, launch an attack to try to drive women off of Twitter, Um, but unsurprisingly like every fucking backwards fucking bullshit idea that tries to take hold using social media, it blew up in their face like a fucking hand
2: grenade. God, it's awesome. What I envision when they say no girls on Twitter is Remember when you, you had a club when you were f- in fourth grade right? and you wrote girls no girl. and the S is backwards? <laughs> said, no girls allowed right. in our fort. Right. It's like G- <laughs> G-U-R-L-S. No girls. I said no girls. Oh, I no girls coming up my tree house. I, I didn't want no cooties. Put your burka back on. <laughs> <laughs> Get off my Twitters. Oh, man, that's awesome. I love the idea that you're going to say something. You're going to say something out loud. This has got to be a troll. I think that I can't imagine that this is real because you have to be so stupid to recognize that you'll never gain any hold because you have n- literally no control over what other people can say. Right. So it's, it's terrible. This is why those, those media things backfire when people post something. Fox News posts a question with a hashtag and people just leave. Deep on it, and de- just devour them. Uh, Donald Trump will post something with a hashtag. Whenever yep. there's those hashtags out there, especially with a questionable uh, source in some way, right. they get devoured on Twitter. Uh, and and you can't you can't imagine that that's not going to happen to you. You have to be you have to be hiding under a rock to think that's not going to happen to you. And while you, if you are in Afghanistan, you're probably under hiding some under rocks. Rock? Yeah, I mean, right? I imagine. <laughs>
3: Well, it's, it's like, you know, the best part about the internet, it is the least safe place for trying to karma whore. Yeah. Right. And like, if you are the kind of person who's like, oh yeah, here's what we'll do. We'll make this, what we'll do is we'll make this go viral guys. I've heard that word viral. Let's make this go. And it's like, the internet is going to eat you fucking alive. You have no idea the den of iniquity you have stepped into when you have tried to control the reactions of people. When they get to be anonymous and mean, yep. yep, they will fucking eat your
2: soul and use your fucking heart as a toothpick, yeah. oh my, they gosh. do not care. You know, what you know what they'll do? They'll fucking find a picture of your mom somewhere, and they will Photoshop themselves fucking her, and they will post it on your wall. That's how mean they are. It's the meanest. They will, they will do whatever they can to just get your blood up, just to make you look stupid and silly.
3: The internet is basically like an angry high school lunch table, sure, where everybody is armed with scorpions and they're piranhas.
2: Yeah. <laughs> Piranhas armed with scorpions that get shot out of a gun. Yes, that's what they are. Do you think homosexuality is a sin? I think that it's, uh, it's, 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 it's unnatural. I think that it's, it's, it's detrimental and uh, ultimately destructive to so many uh, of the foundations of civilization.
3: So this story comes from the progressive secular humanist blog at patheos.com. Oklahoma GOP wants to restrict marriage to people of faith. Um, and see, so I got to tell you, I I read this story, but my first thought was, um, I'm kind of okay. I would not get married tomorrow. Me either. Yeah. I would go get a civil union. Right. Um, I actually am kind of okay in general with the uh, differentiating between marriage and a civil union. Right. You know, civil unions for the not religious, and sure. then you know, marriage doesn't necessarily need to be something recognized by the state. The state can right. recognize. Civil, no. Do I think that's going to happen? No. Do I think that's practical in any way? Absolutely not. But in theory, um, I'm totally okay with civil unions rather than marriage, I and mean, let let marriage then be a religious thing. Sure. That way, nobody will want one. Sure. Um, but to actually go out of your way as a political organization to limit the rights of non-religious people to gain access to the same protections. Of religious people? Yeah. Dick
2: move. Do common law marriages have less rights? I wonder. Because that's what she's advocating for, or he's advocating for. Um, This person is saying – it's Todd Russ is the person who, I guess, created the bill. And it says they don't have spiritual basis for marriage and they don't want to have a clergy member or a priest or someone involved in the spiritual aspect. They can file an affidavit for a common law marriage. Now, if a common law marriage carries with it less less responsibilities and or rights, I'm not interested. I think that that's that's marginalizing people that are not of faith. And that's a that's a thing that we got to stay away from. However, if they were to say something like. It's fine. You, you're you still married. You just happen to not have a thing that we call a marriage, and it's still the exact same thing. Who cares? Yeah. I don't care. I think that... I think that the idea that – I think you're right when, you, when we got to say that the government's got to get out of the marriage business. The government's got to get out of the idea of giving out marriage certificates, calling them weddings, things like that. What you've got to start calling them is civil unions for everyone. It's a civil union for every single it's person. It's a legal status. It's a legal status that you get to have that marks you as all those benefits that a married person or someone who is, who is married to another human being has. And that's fine you can also get married and those those ceremonies can happen simultaneously if necessary right. right they can happen in a church where someone is is legally appointed by the government to ad- administer this particular uh, legal thing that happens to you and you are able to sign a document that 's what happened when I got married a the, the The priest was also a legal representative of the state that sure, allowed right. me to sign my thing et cetera. Et cetera. so i, I think that 's how it worked, or maybe I got my license before, regardless however it works in any case you know you 're able to do those things simultaneously i 'm allowed to get married and get a civil union at the same time, but the marriage is is literally useless under the law. Yeah, it's just a thing you did at church. It just so happened to do it at a church. Just so like,
3: what? Just like the state doesn't recognize baptism or con- right.
2: communion right. or any of these sure. other rites of passage. Yeah, or circumcision. Right. <laughs>
3: The state doesn't recognize it, but I'll tell you what—it's fucking there. It's there. In that it's not there. Jesus.
2: Can you just put that tip back on for me? I just always wanted the tip because just, it just—it seems like it'd be fun. You could pull it back, put it forward, pull it back, put it forward. I do that without it, right? But I'd really like to have the full extension. Even it's like—even if it's cut off, I wanted to save it exactly. as like a keychain. Yeah, you know, it's like a surge protector or something. <laughs> <laughs> it's my lucky foreskin. Foot. <laughs> it's, like, like, it's, it's like it's like suddenly my cock is ready to rob a bank you know what I mean <laughs> it's got it's own little ski mask I, I look at it this thing <laughs> my dick was wearing a glove and now it's just out there for the fucking elements. if I had an uncircumcised penis I would call it to Carl Sagan cause it's wearing a turtleneck the whole time it's wearing a turtleneck you could call it Carl Sagan oh, and get shit. away with it be like come on honey say hello to Carl <laughs> <laughs> I feel so
3: bad for your wife. I mean, like, like even more than usual. And billions usually...
2: and billions of vaginas. <laughs> <laughs> oh, will man. have nothing to do with my penis. Oh, <laughs> gosh, yeah. Man, I'll tell you, if I was uncircumcised as a kid, I would have never stopped playing with it. Because the whole time you'd just be like, it's in, it's out, it's in, it's out. It's, oh, wait a minute, what happened there? Dude, you got a switchblade dick. That's, at that what, point, yeah. it's, like... it's a stiletto. Right? <laughs> <laughs> Right now I just got, like, I got a paring knife. It's exactly, just really, yeah. Always, <laughs> and it's, like, always out of its holster. Right? <laughs> it's just it's just this sort of thing. <laughs> oh, yeah. This is uh, got it. We got to move on, I guess.
0: <laughs> want to contact the guys? Go to dissonancepod.com to get links to their Google+, Facebook, and Twitter accounts. If you want to contact them directly, send an email to dissonance.podcast at gmail.com. Or you can call and leave a message at 740-74-DOUBT. That's 740-743-6828. Do you want to support the show? Go to patreon.com. That's p-a-t-r-e-o-n.com forward slash dissonance pod. Or click the link on the podcast homepage, and you can donate to the production of Cognitive Dissonance on a per episode basis. If you can't spare any money... Take a second to give us a five-star review on iTunes or Stitcher or spread the word about the show. We want to send a big, heartfelt glory hole to all the patrons and people who rate us. You fucking rock.
3: This story comes from uh, nycpastor.com. Ten women, Christian men should not marry. Um, So this uh, this is like more of that crazy... You know, this reminds me of the uh, who is that guy? The guy with the fucking pokey hedgehog face or oh, whatever. Yeah, you know I what I'm that guy. I know about? hedgehog head. Whatever what the, his name is. What the fuck was his name? Can you remember? He did like he did like the uh, wackadoo or wackadoo yeah. or something. Lookadoo.
2: Lookadoo. <laughs> <laughs> I call him <them> Lackadoo. <laughs> I was like, yes, that's it. That's his name. It's Lackadoo. Yeah, yeah. yeah, it's Lookadoo.
3: Yeah, this reminds me of his like yeah. rules for you know like yeah. how, to how to behave yeah. or how to
2: be a glue. women worth dating or something, yeah, whatever it was crap, like, what it, some crap of, of his fucking stupid shit. fucking rules.
3: So there's a there's a series, Cecil, of ten women that Christian men should not marry. Yeah, um, let's take a look at some of
2: these and go sure. through the ones I like. I kind of wish we had a beer so this could be a drinking game. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so the the unbeliever—that's a you know, of course, that's the number one one. Well, yeah, yeah, the number one one is unbelievable. Does this does this list do you think apply in the reverse? Let's let's look at it and think and and, and ask ourselves: Would this reply uh, re- apply in the reverse if we were saying to women, "These are guys you shouldn't"? Make. Sure, I think this one would apply. This right? one would apply. I think this certainly. would apply. Yeah, absolutely.
3: Uh, the divorcee. Like, you can't marry a divorced woman. It's It says in here, a divorced woman is off limits for a Christian man. Unrepentant adultery being a sin that prevents one from obtaining eternal life. Quote, if she divorces her husband and marries another, she commits adultery. From Mark ten twelve. What about the dude? Does the dude commit adultery? No, it specifically just says, and if she divorces her husband. And then it does say later, though, although I guess from Matthew it says... And I say to you, whoever divorces his wife, except for sexual immorality, and marries another, commits adultery. So I think so it, that works both ways. Works, works both ways, then. Okay. So, so no divorce. No divorce. And actually, I think I will say to the credit—you know, probably the only time you'll hear me say this—to the credit of the Bible, they are at least reasonably consistent about divorce.
2: Sure. All right. So the next one is the older woman.
3: Yeah, and he says it's not a sin. But it's certainly not God's ideal, so God likes him young. And God does like well. Okay. Muhammad likes him young too. Right? So that's just kind of a universal <laughs> thing. Um, and this is really a, a way for um, this. This isn't really about older women. This is about power dynamics. Yeah, that's the way this whole thing is is structured. So this yeah. whole argument is structured that um, women women need to obey their men. Yeah, and I think it's suggesting that older women. Are more likely to or, or less likely to be Obey. subservient, yeah, sure. Um, and I think that's that's probably reasonably accurate, actually. Sure. Yeah. So,
2: well, and this one you can't flip. You can't. You can't because it's, it's older woman. So you, yeah, yeah, it's clearly sexist. The next one too. The feminist clearly sexist because you, you know what are you gonna the masculinist? What do right. you gonna call yeah. the chauvinist? Right. Like what do you? Although, could a woman marry?
3: Could a traditional woman marry a feminist man?
2: Well oh, that's not what they're talking, though. You I know go, it's not, yeah. but I'm just curious. Like in the in the Christian worldview, probably not. Actually, now that I think about could it, could a could a traditional not know, from that? Probably not from this guy's. No, point of I'm view. sure not from this guy. The next one doesn't make any sense, and, and we're not even talking about feminism because it's fucking. Of I course, know, they don't right. like it because they don't like. Because they, they don't, don't understand. The previous one talked about power, so does this one. Right, it's the same exactly. exact thing. Yep. Uh, the immodest dresser. This is interesting. Um, We're going to talk about uh, yoga pants later on, specifically. We're going to talk about this. I I like them when they're short, actually, not at length. No, but seriously, what you're talking about here is the immodest dresser. You can't do this for men. You can't flip this around for men, can you? I mean, the immodest dresser when when men can walk around without their shirts on. I see fucking old fat dudes doing it all the time. (laughs) Way too often, in fact. I'll tell you what, out here in the burbs, it's a thing
3: for, like, fat dudes to take off their shirt and mow the lawn. Is it? I don't know why that's a thing. Do you do it?
2: No. No. (laughs) No. Nobody no. needs to see that well, they start dialing the the zoo and right. they're like, the I elephant where- escaped. <laughs> you need to get over here. He's mowing
3: a lawn. He appears it's a it's some kind of <laughs> hideous animal that can
2: use machines. it must be destroyed you immediately know, if you and I were out back brewing beer. With our shirts off, someone would call 911 and say, The Loch Ness Monster and Bigfoot (laughs) are behind this house right now. I swear to you, I swear to you, they're making blue crystal. (laughs) You need to get over here. Yeah, the immodest no. dresser though. This is this this falls right into the fact that that they hate sex. Right, they yeah. love sex and the fact that it reproduces, but they hate sex every other time. Well,
3: and they hate female sexuality sure. very specifically. Yeah, absolutely. Um, the gossiper slanderer. I think this is like just like it. This is the harping on like, oh, women are such gossips. Yeah, you know they like can't the whole, shut their full head. Right. Oh, <laughs> you know what? Fucking. Women talk all the time, and that means they must have thoughts. You're they such can't. a
2: pretty little bobblehead, aren't yeah, you? Right? Yeah, it's You're totally not. patronizing. It's ridiculous. The, this one, this <laughs> one's awesome for my wife. The childbirth avoider. Avoider. <laughs> Man, she dodged that childbirth. Man. It's like the Matrix. There's like a Whoa. fetus flying past her. She's like, Whoa. It just, it's just Whoa. sperm. <laughs> it's
3: like a Bacardi Matrix. <laughs> <laughs> like,
2: Oh, that's terrible! Oh yeah, good slow motion cum shot never hurt anybody. Uh, the wanderluster, their wanderluster, yeah. So evidently, uh, if
3: she doesn't, if she wants to leave the house, <laughs> that's how they're really defining. This. I know her feet. She is loud, and so Scripture speaks uh, repeatedly about such women. It says, "Quote: She is loud and wayward. Her feet do not stay at home." And then besides, they get into the habit of being idle and going about from house to house. And not only do they become idlers, but also busybodies who talk nonsense, saying things they ought
2: not to. I don't even – that seems more like the, the person who jabbers that or whatever. the gossiper thing? I thought but that's it's also... what, it seems like that. But the wanderluster, that to me sounds like somebody who likes to travel and go out and be outside. But it, to this, it's it, they're basically saying anybody who wants to leave the house. Right.
3: It's not even like a wanderlust like, man – I think we should move to yeah. California and see this. Yeah. We should go, yeah. we should go like,
2: backpacking in the mountains. No. no. This it's is like, just, I should like never. To go to the Circle K. <laughs> like, <laughs> shut up,
3: bitch. <laughs> Get your ass back in the house. You're not making enough sandwiches. <laughs> like, you're some fucking hateful and shit. And will you put your fucking muumuu back on and stop dressing immodestly? <laughs> you're not having enough
2: children. Are you pregnant? You're oh, t- gosh. Stop dodging my <laughs> semen, for crying out loud. We have the career first woman. Yeah. Making money, that's a bad. Career first woman. Career. There's a, several of these that, that my wife would fail at, by the way. Now, let's look at a couple of these, by the way. The childbirth avoider is okay for men. That's yeah. That, I think, is okay for men, especially when they're single. Uh, and and uh, the wanderluster, it doesn't really talk about men no. at all. It's saying her feet etc. So I feel like, yeah, yeah. and men, I think, are supposed to go out and do things in this sort of mindset. So that wouldn't be for men. Uh, The career first woman is clearly uh, sexist, because if you're looking at the career first man,
3: yeah, well, that's what they're saying is preferable. I I do think it's interesting that they, um, they, they, they pay homage in this little blurb, this paragraph to the fact that financially, this isn't even a viable way to live. Because it says, Modern American society might hate to hear this, but God made men to be the providers, blah, blah, blah. And it says it's OK for women to be a doctor, attorney or any other professional. However, if the career is coming at the expense of her home and something is wrong. And then it says basically that there might be a season. I think it says I don't remember exactly what it says, but it says that if there's a season in your life where women have to work, then that's all right. But it shouldn't be the preferred way to live. And it's like it's, so it's basically saying, like, look, we know that society does not really allow this antiquated worldview. It doesn't work. Sometimes both people need to bring money into the household for the household to survive. But you should really feel bad about it. Yeah. That's the important part. Right. Is that if you need the money and everybody has to work and she has gone into the world and become educated and gotten this great job and she has to be, well, it's okay
2: as long as she feels
3: really bad about it.
2: And by the way, I'm going to fucking – I'm going to Monday morning quarterback your entire fucking life. Right, exactly. Because that's what this is all yep. about. This entire thing is about control from the church. Yeah, absolutely it is. The, the last one doesn't make any sense to me. It's the devotionless woman, and it really seems like the number one unbeliever to me. Yeah, I don't know how this was different because this is not going to church. It's just not going to church. Well, if you're an unbeliever, you're not going to church either. I don't know how that isn't wrapped up into the other pieces.
3: Yeah. I, Maybe you believe, but you're lazy about it.
2: Well, I, I mean, right? yeah, sure, I, mean, I guess. That... But who cares? I mean, I, I don't know. In any yeah, case, I feel like does. this is an example, though, of, of in every facet when you are a believer and you're in this faith that this person is in. And this is a very – I think this is a very common mindset for many, many Christians. Sure. When you yeah. – yeah, I think that this is very simply a, a common mindset. When you're in this mindset and you are a Christian – You've got to look at your faith and say, how, how much? is my church trying to control my life? How much are they trying to twist and steer me through my own life, through many things that I should have a choice on that they are saying I don't have a choice on because it's evil. They're not saying that it's bad because they're not, they're not giving you reasonable arguments saying it's bad to marry an older woman because of X. Instead, what they're saying is it's bad to marry an older woman because of this scripture passage. so. Exactly. My wife has a really good thing that she says and, She goes, if your clothing is a frame for your face, from which the glory of God is to shine, it's it's proper. If it draws attention to your face. If your clothing draws attention to your body to outline it, to make it noticed, then it's sensual. It's sensual. What you're doing is wrong.
3: I feel like playing taps before even reading this. Like, I feel like this is a, this is a story of mourning, of, of sadness. Um, it's just terrible. Veronica Partridge, Christian
2: blogger, vows to give up yoga pants. <laughs> By the way, the ad if you, on mine, if you scroll down, is a magnificent ass in a pair of yoga pants. <laughs> <laughs> Hey! Yes, I also twenty five dollars free shipping. Or Let something? me tell you something. My goodness. Okay, <laughs> I'm gonna have a hard time to concentrate. Uh, anyway, uh, yeah. moving up, moving up, moving
3: yeah. up. Um, and Veronica Partridge is very pretty, very, very pretty young lady. The idea that she would be giving up yoga pants—that's a travesty. I, it, I mean, this to is all men oh, gosh, and or women that find her attractive. <laughs> Yeah, Eddie, man, it's just horrifying. It's just horrifying, yeah. um, and the and the rationale is basically that her husband is distracted by other people wearing yoga pants, so she doesn't want to become a distraction to other people's mm-hmm. husbands. Basically, sure. that that this is that this is that dress modestly thing, right? Yeah. Because men are uh, animalistic beasts who yeah. can't control themselves and. So, somehow, and also it's just the idea too that like just being physically or visually attracted is somehow a bad thing. Is it?
2: There's I don't a, understand that. I, there's, a, there's a level of uh, abhorrence that they have to the idea of someone else being attracted to someone else once you're in a monogamous relationship, which right. I think is unhealthy. When my, my wife and I will get together with other people and we will watch MMA, we'll watch mm-hmm. UFC sure. fights. And my wife will never miss a george st pierre fight i mean that's just sure. that's it that's just a george st pierre fight or loyota machida my wife finds both of those men unbelievably attractive she thinks they are there was one time i remember saying wow loyota machida looks like because he went down a weight class he went from 205 to 185 and i said to my wife i said wow he looks cut she's like "Yeah, he does and you <laughs> right. could just tell immediately she found this man attractive I wasn't offended by it. I wasn't immediately right. thinking, "Oh, well, you're distracted from me or whatever." I just thought, "Good for you." Right, youth finds another human being attractive, and that's how life works. That's how we all work. We're all programmed to look at the at other human beings and find beauty, whether that be, whatever that beauty comes from. We're sure. look we're programmed to look and find those sorts of things. There, you know, we we're talking about Katy Perry earlier. I find Katy Perry to be gorgeous. Sure. When I look at it, I'm like, my goodness, that woman is absolutely beautiful. <laughs> Katy Perry in yoga pants. I'm done with the show. I I, I need a minute. I need two. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, you you think about this, and and you think about how much they want to push other human yeah, beings away right. from these these very basic feelings. It's okay that that my wife finds someone else attractive. It's okay with me. I don't mind. It doesn't threaten your monogamous relationship. My wife watches 300 every single time it's on. She will watch the whole movie because every guy in there is fucking amazing looking. They're all super six pack three. I say it's fucking CG, but in any case, (laughs) they're all super six pack abs. Sure. Crazy looking tough guys with huge beards. So she immediately is like, wow, these all these guys are hot. I'm going to watch these guys get gore all over themselves while she's, you know, so, but I don't, I don't see why anyone would feel offended by that, but there's a worldview here that immediately takes offense to it. And I have a feeling that even though people will, Take offense. Say outwardly, they'll say these things outwardly. Oh, we've got to get rid of yoga pants. We got to go. I have a feeling that they want to be titillated. They just want to do it in secret. Yeah. Well, I think that's got to be because this.
3: What this feels like to me is, it feels like the externalization of sexual insecurity. Yes right exactly that 's exactly it like yeah. you 're super sexually insecure and you 're just like constantly fucking worried about you know what if my husband finds somebody else attractive you know i don 't ever think about that, yeah, I just assume that my wife finds other fucking people attractive, eight. yeah, literally all of the other people are more attractive than me I, well, that's, that's <laughs> the thing. it's like if she doesn 't she 's gone blind, yeah exactly you know what I mean yeah. like she 's gone blind yeah. or she 's in solitary confinement <laughs> right. somewhere. Yeah you know so she's in a he, small malaysian
2: prison right yeah and, and even then
3: yeah and even then i wouldn't blame her <laughs> you know if a roach scuttled across the floor she's yeah. like i'd do the roach. Yeah. Like, okay. <laughs> okay all right yeah okay. I you know what do you want from me i'm fine with that right the thing is like you know there has to be a kind of an adult recognition at some point that we've gone past the high school jealousy stage yes and that we we understand that there's a season in our life where people are not only going to find other people visually attractive, but there might be a time in your life where you or your spouse or whatever develops a little crush on somebody else or has a little relationship with somebody that's, you know, sexual or not sexual or whatever. Yeah. Like, that's just – that's part of the ebb and flow of human sexuality sure. and human nature. Sure. It's, it's up to couples to navigate that. It's up to you to navigate that personally. It's up to your relationship to navigate that interpersonally. Yeah. Like, this idea that monogamy means that not only have you pledged your 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 life to somebody else, but that you've also pledged your um, ability to feel sexual to that person. Sure. That's crazy. You're going to see people and be like, that is a hot thing that I enjoy seeing because I am still made of biology. Yeah. Like you're never – it's not like because I love my wife, I'm not biologically human. Right. You know, I don't become fucking like data anymore. Yeah. You know, it's crazy.
2: Yeah. So no, I I totally get what you mean, and I think you know, I think that there's a there is something to be said though about uh you know outward sexuality and whether or not a woman feels comfortable in yoga pants. You're totally fine to not wear yoga pants if you feel like someone's ogling at you and you don't want that unwanted affection. I totally get it. I understand. I mean, I. I, I I've never experienced it, but I understand it. No right? business of mine. Yeah. What you wear, what, wear, I I totally get it. But if if you want to wear something that's comfortable, and it happens to be yoga pants, and it doesn't bother you that other human beings find you attractive then I don't think that it's a big deal. As right. long as no one is being rude about it, I think that that's fine. I mean, I think if you're going to be a jag off about it and being like, fucking Gamera wants to come out of his shell or whatever, <laughs> then there, you're going to have some problems, I think. <laughs> and I think, I think that you know, there's a, there's a way in which to to not ogle and not you know catcall and not be a jag off sure. about it. You know, sure. Wear yeah. whatever. Yeah. You know, like, wear whatever you want. You wear a moo. Fucking russet it. Yeah. Who cares? <laughs> Walk around in a giant box. <laughs> Although that seems tragically (laughs) impractical, but good luck. I can't get in the car of this thing. You should try to get in the grocery store of (laughs) that fucking thing. (laughs) They gotta like load you in and out of a truck and wheel you uh, like you, like your furniture dolly. They gotta right. wheel yeah. you in different like, places, yeah. and then they gotta pass things through the box so you can look at them to decide whether or not you're gonna buy them. Do I want the skinny chips or do I want the other chips? Which one do I want? He just keeps eating all the chips we put in the box, <laughs> <laughs> sir. He can't get out of the box. <laughs> We need a bigger box. <laughs> you want answers? I think I'm entitled. You it. want
3: answers? I want the truth. You can't handle the truth. So this story comes from the raw story. Idaho Christian woman warns lawmakers they will legalize necrophilia by protecting LGBT rights. Um, so this is what this was a woman testifying at in a, Idaho. I almost say Iowa every time. I keep thinking that Idaho is not real. <laughs> I can't. Nothing ever heard of anything from? Uh, how often does Idaho ever come up in a conversation?
2: Only As a when state, we're, we're talking about potatoes. That's it. I mean, really? That's that's literally the only time. It's potatoes. <laughs> Boy, Idaho. Boil I mash them, stick them in a stew.
3: <laughs> <laughs> it's a state that you, you're like, oh, yeah, I guess we have that one too. Yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> it's like, it's like, oh yeah, what's that? It's in um Idaho, and then it, like then it, like right. you pause for me like. Is that the Mormon one? Yeah. No, there's no, a no that's Utah. Those,
2: right? There's a couple of those states. Like New Hampshire is one of those All states. Right? <laughs> it's like, wait, we like, have a New Hampshire. We don't even need the old where's, Hampshire. Where's the old Hampshire at? We weren't even, what was, <laughs> we, <laughs> we got rid of a perfectly good Hampshire.
3: <laughs> yeah, there's there are there's like yeah. there's like ten. Or, I I'd say there's probably a good six to ten states that I'm surprised when I hear their names. I'm just like, well, look at that. It's like, what do you know? Because it's not a vacation destination yeah. or like a cultural hub. It has no, yeah. like, major cities I can think of. Like, you're like, you're like, Boise. That's not, how many people live in Boise? Like, like seven? Yeah, <laughs> it's yeah. just like, it's not, it's a tent city. Are you kidding? <laughs> <laughs> Chicago has more homeless people oh, than, in, in Lower Wacker oh, than live in great. Boise.
2: Yeah, I feel it's, the same way about Connecticut too.
3: Yeah, well, that's because I don't. Even, I'm not even a hundred percent convinced that Connecticut's real.
2: I'm not, <laughs> <laughs> you said, <laughs> if you said that, like yeah. we were all just fucking with you. You know, I, I, the only one I really, I really think over there when I start thinking about the New England states. I think, <laughs> I'm sorry, <laughs> <laughs> Boise. I know. Has the same number of people as Aurora. <laughs> it's a Mecca, dude. <laughs> it's not even a snake. It's huge. That's diesel. That's big. What does it have? Like a couple hundred thousand? <coughs> it's 200,000 people. <laughs> like Delaware is one of them. <laughs> Delaware is one. Where you wait? Is there a state, Delaware? Where what the fuck I is it that Delaware? City, like, name a city in Delaware.
3: <laughs> Delaware, Delaware. <laughs> like Delaware, you're like, oh yeah, that the great state of, Do- and it's like one of the first states too. And it's yeah. still just like, eh, The okay. only one, the
2: only one that I could, uh, you know, is like Dover, Dover, Delaware. Is that in America? <laughs> Where is that? What are you talking about? You know, like at least,
3: at least like the southeast. Of the United States is like those states get famous for like
2: their inbred hillbilly <laughs> and bullshit. for their car chases. I mean, let's be honest,
3: and their coal mine disasters. <laughs> and,
2: yeah, I, they probably feel the same way about us though. When they when they talk about Illinois or Wisconsin or Minnesota, they think oh, yeah, immediately I'm sure. they think what the
3: like, flyover states. But at least we have Chicago
2: and Wisconsin has. Jeez. <laughs> I don't know. Things, various things. Yeah, it's all, a lot of those are the New England states, though, that I forget about. I, I seem to remember all the other ones because you're right because they're it's not that they're famous it's that they're infamous right especially the South I remember you know Oklahoma you know you remember that Texas right. you remember that uh, Mississippi Arkansas Louisiana Alabama Georgia Tennessee Kentucky all of those are states. New Mexico sneaks under the radar New, Ma- New Mexico me? does sneak under like the you radar. never
3: hear like oh yeah. remember that thing that came out
2: of New Mexico yeah upper Upper Peninsula Michigan too is one of those places that <laughs> yeah is just Canada yeah that's dude. that is that really Beth's is. that's diet Canada yeah. that's yeah. what that is and you only remember Main because it's like the tip of the penis. You know what I mean? Like it's. There's been a lot of tip of the penis talk today. It it's, turns out, yeah. Speaking of tip of the penis the talk, your <laughs> let's talk about this woman. Let's play a video clip of this woman from Idaho. Uh, this is a this is an audio clip that I'm going to play. This woman uh, wanted to say that sexual orientation uh, is really bad unless it's straight. So let's play a, a tiny clip. I'm not going to play the whole thing.
1: Honorable representatives of the State House Affairs Committee, my name is Lori Birchfield. I've been married 35 years to my husband, Daryl. I'm a mother of four and a grandmother of five so far. I have a small business, I've been a small business owner for 22 years in the Meridian area, and I'm here to vehemently oppose HB2 and ask that it not leave committee. I have a deep love and compassion for all people, as Christ has taught me and by the incredible example of my parents growing up. With that said, that love and compassion does not mean that I condone the LBGT
2: lifestyle. Who's fucking asking you to? Right? Why is it that I need to go to fucking Boise, Idaho, drive to this woman's house and say, ma'am, is there any way that you could condone my lifestyle? Because I I was so fucking empty before. (laughs) I had no direction in my life whatsoever. Unless I knew that some woman with fucking dyed hair and four grandkids in the middle of fucking a state I forgot about. (laughs) thought that i fucking had a lifestyle that she respected (laughs) who fucking cares lady no I don't condone.
3: Oh, I'm sorry. You're not my fucking mother. <laughs> I don't, even if you were. Right. Who
2: cares what you think?
3: Nobody cares while you go.
2: <laughs> Why is it that you feel so unbelievably entitled right. to go out of your way to say, by the way, I think you're doing your life wrong. Right. Who fucking cares, lady? I don't like your car.
3: It's like, right? it's, it's like well, uh, I was going to get a haircut. Let me call that
2: woman in Idaho. Hang on a minute. Maybe she won't. <laughs> Do you have to run everything up to her like (coughs) forms in triplicate do you have to say by the way i was thinking about picking up the uh the sun chips that were original instead of fucking cheddar right is that possible that i can do that with your garden salsa too are you gonna condone this or no because i'm really looking forward to you like do i have to get fucking like do i have to send her my grocery list and she has to put like naughty and nice on it we should we should
3: be awesome i would never do this but it would be awesome to find her phone number and have a campaign like Call this woman to condone your lifestyle and just right. have like fucking people constantly calling, like, random and things, asking questions. I'm like, looking to join
2: yeah. the peace corps. Right. You condone
3: it? Yeah, I, I, I'm thinking about what. What do you think of my safe school? You know, like, <laughs> <laughs> it's in Idaho. We <laughs> don't have schools in Idaho. Uh, what school be the word
1: sexual orientation and gender identity? are undefined and open up a Pandora's box of sexual preferences, which minimally include up to as many as 70 and um, or up to minimally as 50 and more than 70 sexual preferences. So what?
2: Who cares if it what Pandora's box is opened when someone has a different sexual preference than you?
3: Well, and I don't you know, even if even if that were the case, like even if that were conceptually the case, the point is that nobody's asking for that now. Like we, this is like that's that slippery slope thing. It's like, well, if we condone, uh, you know, what people like to do, so then we're just condoning. Some people like to rape people. So maybe we're condoning rape. Like, no, we're not. That's, nobody's having that argument. Yeah. We're having a very specific, very focused argument. About LGBT issues. That's what that's the argument on the fucking table. Address the argument on the table. Right. This is an attempt to deflect the argument.
2: Absolutely.
1: Um, Worldwide that I could find. Members of the committee, do you really want to legalize under this bill pedophilia, sadism, necrophilia, bestiality, exhibitionism,
2: polygamy, and many others. I, I like the many others. Can I hear about many others? Because oh. all of those sound hot, so... <laughs> no, but seriously, nobody's fucking condoning that. Uh, nobody's saying that right. you should you should have necrophilia. That's a stupid fucking thing to say. Nobody's saying pedophilia because that doesn't have anything to do with consent. Right. Fucking sadism is already legal.
3: Yeah, but, right? Like, there's nothing illegal about BDSM. Yeah. Like, Okay, I mean, as long as it's consensual. What a
2: weird thing to say, even. They'd be like, well, and it's also condoning butt sex and, uh, between man and woman, and or man and a man, and or woman and a woman, and I don't think that that's right.
3: It's like, who fucking cares what you think is then right? don't do it. Yeah. Like, then don't do the things you don't yeah. like doing. It's
2: not like you get a fucking, uh, everybody gets a block of government cheese and a fucking government strap-on <laughs> that they have to fuck <laughs> each other with. That doesn't fucking happen, now. Got to be honest. If it came, if the cheese came, cheese came as a giant cock, I'd probably still eat it. Might <laughs> still eat the cheese. Might still eat the cheese. And those are all
1: within this undefined term, and it may be in um, part of the the negotiation section. Um, that if you had a grievance, you would have to go through. But beyond that, it is not. It is not in the law that we are looking at. This is a a dire concern to me and, I know, to thousands of women across Idaho who are not able to be here today because they are home with their families and their children that they are raising. Our laws were designed to protect and to keep safe the citizens of Idaho, Elected officials have a duty to ensure the protection, privacy, and safety of citizens throughout Idaho.
2: Wait, how the fuck is your safety at hand? Well, yeah, even if you were, I guess, no, I don't know. I, I don't se- know. A Fucking, you lost me with, oh my gosh, these laws are supposed to keep us safe. It's a fucking marriage law.
3: Yeah, like, it, like some dude is going to marry some other dude and you'll be like, oh, I got hit by a car. How did that work? <laughs> What are you talking about? Like anvils just dropped. I was on attacked by a roving band of gay married people. <laughs> as a very active grandmother,
1: I often travel with the kids to their public venues, including vacation destinations such as McCall, Sun Valley, Bogus Basin, and locally my health club. Were
3: any of those places? Wait a minute. Hold on. Were any of those actual places? Her local health club—that's a place. Sometimes I travel to made-up places in Idaho. <laughs>
1: YMCA zoos and other children's attractions, such as Roaring Springs Discovery Center, of Idaho local libraries, state and local parks.
2: Sometimes
3: you go to McDonald's. Here's the get thing: some fucking the,
2: chicken nuggets. The moment, the moment you legalize gay marriage, though, they the gay people are going to be fucking in the stacks at the library. That's exactly. I mean, what that's just that's right. where you go. I mean, when the moment you know it's legal, that's when you walk in with a giant tub of KY. And an hour. And just, just fuck just like bunnies like in the middle of the fucking tort law section. <laughs> That's where you go. They're just like they just like nine dudes in dip suits. <laughs> <laughs> and like, like it's,
3: they just like pop out of the fucking balls at the kids' play place at McDonald's.
2: And like on the like Come on in, kids. The balls are great. <laughs> A terrifying little fucking scenario. Yeah, that's, uh, you're just, like, you're living in such fear that your grandchild will see something that you didn't get a chance to filter to them.
3: Exactly, right, that's the thing, it's like, it, 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 all of a sudden the fucking village people are like, around, like you wake up one morning, sure.
2: oh, I gotta go get the mail, fuck, surround my village people! Like, that's not gonna happen. You know, it's really interesting, too, because as a parent, as somebody who's a parent, you're, you you- try to Filter the world to your child, and sure. I mean you had yeah. mass, absolutely do. You don't swear around your child. Right. You try to avoid that sort of thing. You try to make sure that you know, like when you're talking about you go past a the church. You tell your son when he was too young, you didn't want anything from there. But yeah. then later on, he, he talks about church, and you you have to explain it to him. Sure. Right. The same thing applies here. You can't just drive. You're an atheist. You can't just drive down the down the road with your atheist kid and get mad that there's a cross somewhere. Right. Yeah. You right. can't just scream, God damn it! I didn't want to see my kid to see a cross. Now he's going to ask about this stuff. I'm lazy and I don't want to explain it. Exactly. And my kid's fucking a little jag off and I don't want to explain this stuff to him. The same thing applies here. Right. You have a woman who's so upset that she has to explain other lifestyles to her fucking dumb grandchildren. (laughs) And come on, these kids, where are they coming from? Right. (laughs) But she's got to explain this shit to her grandkids and she's mad about it. Right. Yeah. She's mad because she can't be lazy. Yeah.
1: And campgrounds. As I'm sure you committee members are aware, as parents and grandparents yourselves, these sites all have public restrooms. Until now, I'm sure you wouldn't have thought twice about sending your young boys or girls into their appropriate bathroom sites. Everyone should be free to go to a public restroom without fear of people of confused sexual orientation, exposing themselves to our children, or flagrantly and unnecessarily Parading their genitalia in the locker rooms of our YMCA's and gyms.
2: What are you talking about? <laughs> what world do you live in? That is amazing. Wow. I, yeah, we talked about this before, but yeah. if you're if you're identifying if you're a transgender person and you're identifying as a woman as a man, you're 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 a man trans uh, that's a transgender identifying as a woman, and you go into uh, a a. Women's bathroom, you're going to stall, so it doesn't right. matter. And the same thing in the converse: if you're a uh, someone who doesn't have the parts to stand up at a urinal, right? Then you're not going to go into a stall. I don't understand how that, I don't understand. I never, I've never walked into a men's bathroom in my entire life. And I am a fucking 41 year old man. I have been to my share plus other people's share of public restrooms. And I have never walked in to somebody swinging their dick around like a lasso. Never has it happened to me. Not a single time. I've, I've showered in, in public, uh, uh, like health clubs. I've walked around in there. Like the worst thing you see is some old dude's saggy ass. <laughs> right? Or his giant balls that are knocking against his <laughs> knees, or some black guy's cock that touches his toes. That's the worst thing. And you're just like, well, all those things I'm supposed to see in here. Right, and you're just like, eh, and you move on with your and life. You, and you're suddenly not traumatized. Well, I am kind of traumatized about the size of the black dude's <laughs> cock, but the rest of it I'm fine with. I don't understand how you, you, you send your kid right. into the bathroom, their, their gender-appropriate bathroom, and they come out just hugging their knees. <laughs> <laughs> They're just... I need a shower! I need a shower! Need a shower. Oh, right. Give me a break.
1: My youngest grandchildren spend time in the facility's childcare area in which they share the adult restrooms. Please tell me that you're not... Or that you are willing to protect the privacy and safety of women, children, and young adults in elementary, junior high, and high school locker rooms and bathrooms. Well,
2: yeah. Actually, all all people of a different sexual orientation have to go to the bathroom in elementary schools. That's just how it works. That's how – yeah, you yeah. always – You have to yeah. sign a law into, into action that they can't go in their houses anymore. They have to travel to their local elementary school to go to the bathroom. And,
3: like, if you are a, a child sex predator – yeah. It's not like up until now you were like, "Oh man, I'm gonna fucking prey on children." Oh no, I can't get in this. I'm a fucking pedophile, but I'm not. I- I'm willing to violate all social norms, yeah. but I won't. I will. Won- I can't walk past that sign that says "girls or boys." Yeah. That- that's the thing. Yeah. Like I won't do. I'll do anything else. Like I'll do all this other horrible sure. shit. Sure. You know, like this is this conflates again. This conflates, uh, you know, homosexuals with child predators. Sure, you know, and that's what she's trying to do. She's trying to build that fear. Why the restroom is like her fucking bastion of evil? Like, yeah. what? They're not fucking Roman bathhouses. <laughs> what do you think is going on <laughs> in these
2: places? So we want to thank our most current patrons. We want to thank. Tim, Fraser, Robert, Ciphered, I guess. I think. I, there's, I know, there's numbers in there. All so. kinds of. <laughs> I'm not I sure guess, what's happening there. I guess it's Ciphered. Except for that we're grateful. Uh, Aaron, Rich, Tabitha, Earl, Jennifer, Anthony, Michael, Trucker, and Matt. Thank you all so much. By the way, we also want to thank some people who sent us PayPal donations. They did some one-time PayPal donations instead. So we want to thank David, Alfredo, and Richard for sending in PayPal donations. Thank you all so very much. Uh, We appreciate everybody who donates to the show. We also want to uh, throw a shout-out to a couple of people. We want to thank David uh, who sent us a, a Shocker shirt in the mail. Uh, it was really nice of him to do i 've been wearing it I think it 's an awesome. awesome shirt. I love it uh, so thank you very much for doing that. Um, we did send out your shirt, so uh that just happened recently. We apologize for the delay in that, but I was on vacation so uh, but thank you all Thank you very much for sending that in. We also want to thank Michelle who sent in two glory hole time trial shirts to us they 're pretty awesome from something from uh it was I think it was from California
3: uh. I'm I'm looking at my my glory hole time travel shirt. Time right travel. Now. It's a time travel shirt, <laughs> it's right? Time, time, tra- time trial.
2: It's like a time travel. Yeah.
3: It's and it's it's actually it's it's pretty awesome. Yeah. I'm gonna wear this. Um, I don't know where I'm gonna wear this actually. <laughs> <laughs> Some place where I want to get really. Really strange
2: looks. Yeah, absolutely. We want to thank Michelle for sending that in. We also want to thank David for sending us some whiskey. That was really nice of him to do. Yes, it really was. Uh, We want to thank a couple of- Gone blind. Yeah. So so thank (laughs) thank everybody who sent us things and people who have donated to the show. You people are awesome. We just want to thank everybody for doing that. It's really nice to receive that sort of thing and, and to get some sort of positive- feeling of, you know, you do the show, you put a lot of work into it, and it's great that people go out of their way to, uh, to make you feel appreciated. So we want to thank yeah, everybody for You that. do put a
3: lot of work into it. Shut up, Tom. I'm, I, I also want to read this one iTunes review real quickly because this one, this one I thought was great, and I think it really kind of epitomizes uh, the heart of our show. Okay. Five stars. Idiots. <laughs> I've heard every episode. <laughs> I am an idiot. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah, that pretty much sums it up. One of my favorites recently was... Uh, was this person says, if I were stranded on a des- deserted island I and could only take a hundred things with me, well, this podcast would not be one of them. <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome. Thank you, everybody, who left reviews to push that negative one down. We appreciate yeah, that's it. that's awesome. Thank uh, you. Yeah, because the person was mad because we, uh, we weren't animal friendly, I guess. I don't know what the big deal is. I mean, we're not regular animal friendly but we're we're like we're like stuffed animal like furry friendly (laughs) so i I don't understand what the big deal is we want to thank too uh bill uh robbins bill from uh from barroom atheist left a review that was very nice of him to do so we want to thank Thank you very much bill from barroom atheist uh we're gonna actually get a chance to meet bill and Susie when we drive when we fly down not drive yeah we're not driving driving are you kidding we we are going to drive that. Well, we're not going to drive. David Michael's going to drive. We're yeah. just going to sit in the back seat and yell things at I'm him. Gonna I'm going
3: to pastor. I'm going to criticize his driving. I'm going to criticize I'm going to wet
2: William the whole time. <laughs> <laughs> We should, we should sit in the back. We should. And, <laughs> and just scream in the at him. Yeah, and just, just scream at him. Smack him and, each other the whole yeah, time. Oh so God. he's like, I'll turn this car It'll around. Be awesome. I'm bringing a super soaker filled with <laughs> Juergen's lotion and just shoot it at him the whole time. It's going to be so awesome. So your regular super Pretty soaker. Pretty much. Yeah, right? it's my regular That's super your, soaker. That's your squeezing through doors too <laughs> <long>. <laughs> So we're going to go into some email here. Tom, we got a message from David in Kentucky, and he talks a little bit about uh, criticizing religion.
3: Yeah, he says, I, I like the second point that he makes. He says, on the point of people in general holding the position that you can't criticize religion. I think you're missing the underlying social contract here. It isn't that they are concerned trolling about offense, but that this is part of the unspoken social contract among the religious. As long as no one is offending each other's religion, everyone can pretend that their religion suffuses all of society and is explanatory in all regards because it really is real. Insulting any religion shows that, collectively, religions are not monolithic in authority and could therefore be wrong, which in turn means that their personal religion could be wrong. This is a line of thinking that will be avoided at all costs by the average theist. Therefore, it is unacceptable to offend any socially permissible religion. And I that was a great comment. I appreciate that very much. I think it was a great way to look at it.
2: Tom, I don't know if you saw this this week, and I think you did get it. Did you get a chance to actually watch Sarah Palin? Fucking totally bungle without a teleprompter. I, I I watched and I I read some of
3: the um, jib jab where the GOP is now trying to distance That's themselves awesome. from Palin. And
2: I would run screaming at this right. point. Wow, I understand and I I get it. Um, not being prepared in front of a large audience be would be terrifying. I get it. And we nowadays rely very heavily on the technology to not to be prepared. Sure. Like the, the, the the to to give a thirty minute speech off the cuff with no interaction to try to talk for that long uh, you would you'd have to be i'd fall on my oh face oh my gosh yeah. it would be, be awful. terrible you'd be like adam reeks from the herd mentality and i mean not just that be, bad and, yeah. no i mean but you'd be bad <laughs> you'd be real real bad yeah, but, but not that not bad. that bad yeah. but in any case uh she failed epic epic just failed at uh trying to give a speech and, uh, and she did so in, in a way that was so incoherent because she, her, her tel- teleprompter failed right uh, that she, she couldn't recover. So, Tom, there's a tiny quote that Luke sent in that he wants you to read, and he feels it'll be like a Google Translate because it's <laughs> so incoherent. So go ahead. Knowing what the media will do
3: throughout 2016 to all of us, it's going to take more than a village to beat Hillary. We, the people, we realize that this is war. As I say, it is war for the solvency, the sovereignty of the United States of America. And we don't sit on our thumbs. (laughs) Wait a minute.
2: I do. (laughs) (laughs) Hold on a minute
3: now. Don't tell me what to sit on. It's the only way I can
2: massage my prostate.
3: And we don't sit on our thumbs this next time when one of our own is being crucified and falsely accused of whatever the hip activation of the day happens to be, right?
2: Racism, sexism, whatever. That's a good sentence. I like that one. I'm going to use that one from now on and everything. Just Racism, sexism, whatever. Whatever.
3: <laughs> really, it's kind of Orwellian observing how that works. That rule of Saul Arlinski's, I suppose, that the left employs. Disgusting charges from the left. You know, reverse them. It is they who point a finger who don't realize they have triple that number of fingers pointing right back at them, (laughs) revealing that they are the ones who really discriminate and divide. That's pretty bad, I think. She basically said, I'm rubber and you're glue. Yeah, yeah. And whatever you say bounces off me and sticks to you.
2: Yeah, I think that's what she said. You know, just to follow that up, to start, you know, like sometimes when you hear one of those songs... And and you can't get it out of your head. I'm afraid that people will have these things going through. Their head. So I think we should follow it up with a Google Voice just to sort of wash oh, the I Sarah like Palin out yeah. of somebody's okay. head. Okay,
3: good. Hey guys, I just called a rent. That's basically it. Starts soul proposal. <laughs> I'm calling you just listening to a Michelle Bachman. Hock it be Palin's. <laughs> it's only the same thing. Like every time you hear of talk, our nation's in trouble. Everything's going by. Yes, I did got Dan. I don't want to go want to be like you You know a lot, the arteries, and I do that. You know, like you're the other, like the countries out there where people are going a guy today because they don't have the single loop. (laughs) (laughs) Yo. I'm going to keep this trend going like, yeah, I know we have the president, and I just want a replacing to keep this trend going. I'd like to make sure people at food <laughs> you know, like good, you know, or like the other good to the app. Just for what? Thanks. Almost that you can. Again, bye-bye. <laughs> That's pretty good. That's awesome. That's certainly more coherent than what Sarah Palin said.
2: <laughs> Sarah Palin's jealous of the teleprompter that is Google Voice. We got a ton of messages about Sandy Rios and her staff not knowing where the Air Force Academy know. is. <laughs> people were really like, we got a ton of people who are like,
3: yeah, I've been there, and it's not where you say it yeah, is. Yeah, that's you awesome. You fucking goofball. That's
2: awesome that they called in, and, and the person was wrong. Right. And she, and she says, oh, you're right about you're that. You're right about that. That's awesome. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So I don't know if we're ever going to be able to use this, but I want to play it anyway for the audience. This was made by Elvis and Elvis uh, sends in this uh, this thing it's called a very rude response so I just want to play it Uh, maybe in the future I'll find somewhere to use it but this is Elvis's clip that he sent us suck my motherfucking dick suck my motherfucking dick suck my motherfucking
3: dick suck my motherfucking dick
2: why don't you eat shit and, die. It <laughs> and die. yeah i would love to find a place to put maybe i maybe if it's somebody's so offensive when we're like when we're doing a story right. maybe if there's such an offensive story we that can use it's this awful maybe i'll bumper. maybe i'll use it as a bumper thank you very much elvis for sending it in though
3: yeah this is why my son's never allowed to listen to my show <laughs> How would I explain this it would to be, the little tender heart that is myself?
2: It would be great, though, if he and the neighbor boys all got a barbershop quartet together and did oh, that. that oh, did be, this at school be great. for their yeah, second for their grade recital. Right. It'd be amazing. This is an interesting email. This is from a uh, Canadian Steve, uh, and, uh, and he said uh, that basically uh, the the case we were talking about last week when the girl – the refused treatment because of her shamanism or whatever it was. The yeah, the First Nation, First Nation bullshit. stuff. The government didn't force her to to go out and and get treatment like they would if she was a Jehovah, Jehovah's Witness. So in some ways, they are, uh, sort of, discriminating against other religions that are more mainstream, right, and not. Sort of enforcing these policies on religions that happen to be more uh, that are smaller and or much smaller minorities of religions, which is an interesting point that that is what might have killed her is the fact that she is from a tiny religion and nobody wanted to step on this minority religions feet
3: yeah you know that desire to be um, sensitive and to be culturally pluralistic, which I think comes from a good place generally yeah um may have been so overwrought in this case that, that it may have had disastrous consequences sure.
2: because they because in in some ways they take women uh, or they take the children from these other places like we talked about jehovah's witness, forcing them to give a blood transfusion when they won 't do that right they prosecute the people in uh in the christian science right when they don't. Treat the child for something very treatable, and the child dies. So I got a message. Uh, this one is directed at me. This is from Michael. And Michael says, uh, uh, he says that there's a trigger warning in this thing, and he basically asks, um, uh, he asks a question about how my dad, when my dad died. Don't worry, you don't have to trigger warning me, Michael. It's no big deal. He says, uh, His dad is in the process of being diagnosed with super serious cancer. We started out thinking it would be stage four colon cancer and somehow as bad as that seems, it looks like it might even be worse than that. The long and short is I might be looking at this being the last year I have with my dad. I was wondering if you have any advice for this. It sucks balls since my dad is all about to turn 58 and I was nowhere near prepared for this shit. I haven't even thought about this part of life yet. Uh, And I've got to talk. I'd like to talk to you about that. I know it's a very difficult, especially that young Uh, One thing that got me through it and one thing that I think will get you through it is do whatever you can now to get out of the place of the house if possible. I don't know how debilitated he is, but uh, especially if he's going to go through hospice in the house, uh, you need to go out and make new memories with your father in different places that aren't the place where he's going to die uh and i know this sounds super cold and i apologize for that uh i know that there's no good way to talk about this but really uh it, it, my uh, the, the 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 attitude i had when my father was was Uh, My father was diagnosed with cirrhosis and he actually lived several years after he was diagnosed, but we always thought it was going to be his last year because it was, it's such a serious disease. You always think he's on the verge of death. And so he's on the verge of death for many years. And my father was well enough to leave the house. And my father and I used to leave the house all the time together to go do other things. We didn't try to stay in the house when we would do it. And it really helped me uh, solidify some really great memories with my father uh, while he was dying, but it, it uh, I wasn't thinking about the place where he spent and it was depressing sort of in that house. Right. And, uh, and I think that's really super important. Nothing is going to prepare you for this. You have to understand that nothing will ever prepare you for death. It's one of the few things you don't have to be prepared for. It turns out, uh, because there's nothing you can do except for react to it. And, uh, you're never really going to know how you react to it. Look at this time as being a lucky time you get a chance, people get hit by cars. People you know, die very quickly and you don't get that opportunity to go through a, a grieving process with that other human being before they pass away. And so I think that you need to look at this as a very lucky time in your life to get those moments with your father to, uh, to be there for him and to be with him and to be around him and to enjoy this time that you have left. I know I spent a lot of time when my father was dying with him we would talk about some things that started out as really heavy, but then it would just turn into talk. And while you have these feelings in your mind, these ideas in your mind that we're going to have this talk about death, or we're going to have this talk about how I'm going to miss him, or we're going to have this talk about these certain things, what wound up happening was we just had these really endearing talks about just anything, just life and this yeah. and that. And we, I, I remember these talks very fondly. It's going to be a very difficult time to navigate in your life, but I wish you the best. I really do. I wish I had a better answer to so it's our great hope. Should I curse it, Tom? Because <laughs> this always happens. When I say it's our great hope to have someone on our show. Then they cancel. Then they cancel. Yeah. So I'm just going to say this. It's our great hope to have a guest next time. <laughs> we who that, have a very interesting and exciting guest. Who that guest is? Yeah. You're just going to have to tune in to find out because. And it's not Jake this time. It's not Jake. <laughs> <laughs> he turned us down. He did. <laughs> It's not any of those fucking Australian wankers. It right? Turns out, no, we're looking to have a, a very interesting guest, but I don't want to jinx it because I always jinx it. I know that's stupid to say on a skeptic show. <laughs> jinx it. <laughs> I, I don't want to. I. I. I it, it turns out that I always disappoint the fans. Is more more the. the well, thing you that disappoint
3: happens. them during a show without a guest. That's true. Maybe I should just mention it. <laughs> yeah, I guess. I guess what I'm saying is like, why treat the fans any differently than your wife? Just disappoint
2: them. That's right. That's it. That's right, baby. <laughs> All right. So uh, we're going to hopefully have a guest. We're also hopefully going to appear on someone else's show. Although that's probably going to be in the near future. We'll let you know more details on that as we go forward. It's our great hope to have a guest next time. If we do, it'll be awesome. If we don't, it'll just be us. Which will be less awesome. It'll be probably just super, super less awesome. But we're going to leave you, as we always do, with the Skeptics Creed.
3: Which you can now have tattooed upon your person. Credulity is not a virtue. It's fortune cookie cutter mommy issue hypno-Babylon bullshit